being raised in church, I had to come to a certain age where it wasn't mom and dad anymore. It had to be my own decision. And uh, I remember making that commitment at youth convention when I realized how much he loved me. And I just, I realized no one else loved me like that. And um, so I made a commitment to the Lord that day. I remember saying, God, even no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to be faithful to the house of God because of him. And I knew there was going to be days it would be hard, you know. And so that was a commitment I made to the Lord. And that's kept me through some difficult times, really hard times. So... Amen. When you have a personality like I did, um, <laughs> you realize uh, you realize that um, you know he loves everybody. He loves even those ornery ones. Yeah, he loves those ones that you know some people uh, have a hard time with, but he loves them. He absolutely loves them. So praise God. All right. So let's bring these needs before the Lord. I know there was um, some needs. We have these up here. And um, I think uh, Katie texted me and she asked for prayer. She was in a lot of pain today. And I uh, wasn't sure if she was going to make it. So let's just bring all these uh, needs before the Lord. Lord Jesus, God, we bring each and every need before you tonight. Lord, we know that you are the great physician, God, and you are well able to heal, God, each and every sickness, all these iniquities, Lord Jesus, and we bring them before you, God. But most of all, God, there are those who are in need of salvation. There are those who are in need of knowing who you are, God. And I just ask, God, that somehow and in some way you would use this church body, God, to reach these family members and these friends, God, and let them see this glorious light, Lord Jesus, of who you are, Jesus, shining through us, God. We want to be lights to them, God. And we just ask that you would have your way in every situation, every person, God, every sickness, God. God, we'll give you all the thanks and all the praise in advance, God. You are worthy of all that praise. You are worthy of glory. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. I opened my Facebook page. Um, I don't remember which day it was. And there was a message on there. You know how the, there's a little number up on the messenger. I said, I clicked on it. And there was um, somebody that said, I went to school with a Jim Thorson. Went to Gold Oak Grammar School. And it was my best buddy from like third grade. And I said, hey, Shane, how you doing? You know, I, t I messaged him back, and um, he just wanted to know if it was me, you know. So, and um, so we messaged each other back and forth. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny how that um, you never know um, who God's going to bring it back into your life, you know. And um, so we shared some memories and some things that... Um, some were not so good. You know, he had a 
a situation where he's he, um, a stepdad that was he's wasn't wasn't good memories and I remember spending the night at his house I remember him spending the night at our house and he shared memories of him spending the night at our house and I shared memories of me spending the night at their house and having a spaghetti sandwich for the first time but anyways um, God, uh, you have a little oikos, you have a little error, you have some contacts that maybe you could reach that no one else can reach. And um, just, I've been praying this during the, these 40 days, that God would open the doors to the people. I mean, his harvest, not my harvest, but whatever his harvest is, whoever those individuals are, God, that you would open the door, that you would help me to be sensitive the Spirit of God to be able to be led to go talk to that person, to that individual. And so when we want to talk to people about, there's a lot of people that need Jesus, but we have to have our ears open to be able to hear what the Lord is saying. They're all around us. And so today is the eighth day of the 40 days of Harvest Reapers. And during these 40 days, we are focusing on reaching our world. How can we do that? How can we reach our world how can we be effective witnesses so i want to talk to talk to you a little bit about that tonight isaiah 43:10 we're going to start with and it says you have you probably heard this verse it's a very popular verse and if you've been in bible quizzing for a while we've memorized this verse but ye are my witnesses saith the lord and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me. There was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. So I want you to keep this verse in mind. We are to be his witnesses, the Lord's witnesses. In this passage, the word witnesses is plural. So we as the people of God should be a group with a common testimony. Our testimony needs to be common. As witnesses, we are to give evidence. We are to clear up. We are to make plain and help others to see the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're to do as witnesses. The universe, history, science, philosophy, governments, arts, and many other things testify to our great God. But in this particular verse, the children of Israel are given the title of my witnesses. Just as the New Testament church is to be witnesses unto the Lord Jesus Christ. So, in this verse, you must know him. It says that ye may know. You must know him to be his witness. How can I be the Lord's witness if I do not know him? Knowing the Lord is of primary importance in this Christian walk. So if we are going to encourage others to know him, we've got to know him. We've got to know him. You must believe in order to be his witness. It says that you may know and believe me. And... How can I be the Lord's witness if I do not believe him? Do you believe him? 
do you believe him today? Believing the Lord is important if I am going to be an effective witness. The more I have come to know him, the more I have come to believe him. He's trustworthy. We can trust him. That one verse says, uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on thine own understanding. Am I, did I say it right? Somewhere, something like that, Proverbs 3. So um, you can trust him with all of your heart. Even if it doesn't seem logical, you can believe him. Sometimes he might ask you to do something that it doesn't seem very logical. But you can believe him. And you've got to understand, as he says in this verse, he says that I am he, colon, before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. So you need to understand that he is and that there was no God formed before him and there's not going to be any God formed after him. You've got to understand that. You've got to know, you've got to believe, you've got to understand we are his witnesses. And as his witnesses, we've got to have those things in our life. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior, it says in the next verse. And verse 12 says, I have declared and have saved, and I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. So this verse is saying that he has declared, he saved, he showed. That word showed means he's caused you to hear. When there was no strange God among you, it was a time when they didn't worship any other false gods. Uh, so they could not pretend that their deliverance was because of anyone else but the only God that they served. They couldn't trace their deliverance and their salvation to any other gods. He said, I have declared, I have saved, I have showed when there was no strange God among you. And because all of that is true, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord. He is the one who delivered you. And I've seen the hand of God in certain individuals. You guys have too. And they never seem to recognize that it was God. I have seen some people say, where is God? And I'm like, just open your eyes. <laughs> the miracles are all around you. Look at what he's given you. What he, look at what he's doing in your life. They have given credit to other things, but it was really the Lord. I've argued with people who could just not see the Lord at work in their lives and they explained it all away. They did it. And I know that there are things in my life that cannot be explained any other way but God. Do you have any of those things? You know there is no other explanation but God. It wasn't the doctor. It wasn't AA or NA or any of, the, of those other A's. It wasn't my sheer will, my stubbornness that did it. It wasn't my therapist, not my psychologist. I can say that it was only him. And I think, kind of think that's what that verse is saying. I've had people that were not believers in the past ask me why I believed. And I remember a particular time um, I was telling this guy, I have seen so much. I remember my dad used to say this. He said somebody came to him and said, oh, that 
speaking in tongues, that Holy Ghost, it's not true. It's not true. My dad said, you're too late. I've already experienced it, and I know it is true. And so I don't know how many times I've, I've used that with people over the years when, it, when they come to say, you know, God's not real, all these other things. And I'll say, you're too late. I have seen miracle after miracle that I know it's only God. And one particular time, God said, um, God said, my friend at work said about God, <laughs> he said, um, like what? And I said, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. He said, try me. What he was really wanting to do is explain away all these things that I had experienced and seen. So I, I began to tell him, and he was trying to come up with some logical, scientific explanation. And see, people explain away God. God has been in your life today, everyone here today. And people explain it away. Imagine a time in your life when you could have no other explanation but the Lord. And that's what the Lord, I believe, is telling the children of Israel. He said, I have declared, I have saved, I have showed when there was no strange God among you. No false idols. There was only one God that you served and you've seen all the miraculous. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. I think that there's miraculous things that happen in everyone's lives, but we, we have other gods in our lives, and we think that it's them. Do you know him? Do you believe him? Do you understand him? It makes me think of Jeremiah 9.23, where it says, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. What is our glory? It tells us in this next verse. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. So if you're going to glory in anything, glory in this, that you understand and know him. Not in my wisdom, not in my might, not in my riches, but in understanding and knowing him. And that's something that everyone here can do. We can know him. And we must know him. We must know him. So that brings me to the verse in the New Testament in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 where Jesus is speaking and he says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Notice that it says ye shall receive power after. Doesn't say you shall receive power when. It says after. It, it's not necessarily a simultaneous event. It says you shall receive power after. How long after do we receive the power? It doesn't really say in this verse. 
But when I think of this verse, I think of something that the Apostle John wrote about in John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, where he gives the definition of receiving. Have you ever heard people say, it's important? Have you received, anyone here received Jesus? It's your personal Savior. Anyone received the Lord here today? You need to receive him, right? But here's the definition of receiving. In John 1, verse 12, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. These two verses tell you to receive him, and that word even, it's those, it's those who believe on his name and are born of God. Believing on his name and being born of God is receiving him. And you want to know who the him is? It's Jesus Christ. So a lot of people that say, I've received him, I'll say, so you've been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? You've been filled with the Holy Ghost? Oh, no, 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 I just accept him as my personal Savior in my heart. To receive him includes the new birth experience. Whoa. That was very strange. That was, it sounded like my voice. I think that was my I was going to say, it sounded just like me right there. So the definition of receiving him is believing on his name, being born of God. And that does include baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know what it means to be born again from John chapter 3 when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and he said, he narrowed it down, he said, you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. So after we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we will receive power. And, it says in Acts 1.8, we will be witnesses. How many want to be a witness? Okay. We'll be witnesses unto Jesus. Now, we're not going to be witnesses unto Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. We're not going to be witnesses unto Acts 2.38. We're not going to be witnesses unto standards. We're not going to be witnesses unto anything else but unto Jesus. The word witness, it means, I'm going to read three definitions, one from Mounts, one from Strong's, and one from Thayer's. A judicial witness deponent, generally a witness to a circumstance, in New Testament, a witness, a testifier of a doctrine, a martyr. You guys want to be martyrs? Anybody here today? The Greek word is martus. And if you were to look up the word martyr in the New Testament, it is this word right here in this verse. It's translated as witnesses here, but in a few other places, it's translated as martyr. What is a martyr? Anybody know what a martyr is? What is it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Strong says uh, of the word martus, which is witnesses in Acts 1.8, of uncertain infinity, a witness, literally, judiciously, or figuratively, by analogy, a martyr. Thayer says a witness in a legal sense, in historical sense, one who is a spectator of anything of a contents, of a contest, for example, in an ethical sense, those who after his example have proved the strength and genuineness of their faith in Christ by undergoing a violent death. Who wants to be a martyr tonight? Anybody want to be martyrs? So, we are to be witnesses unto the Lord Jesus, but how faithful have we been? I know there are too many times just in my personal life that I have failed to be a witness, but we are supposed to be witnesses unto him. The word that is translated as witnesses right here is that word martyr. And a common definition of that word is a person who is killed because of their religious or other beliefs. Um, another thing that I found says a martyr is someone who chooses to sacrifice their life or face pain and suffering instead of giving up something they hold sacred. So is this something that you hold sacred? Now, being a martyr is not something I've always been willing to do. I, you know, just thought, you know, I don't want to die. I want to live. I want to get married and have children. Right, Kylie? <laughs> How many want to go to heaven? <laughs> Did you guys hear about that? How many want to go to heaven? And everyone was raising their hand except for one guy in the back. <laughs> Afterwards, he said, uh, Pastor, I thought, you don't want to go? Oh, I do. I just, it's not today. <laughs> Are we willing to face pain or suffering instead of denying him? That's something I've had to think about over the years because I'm a big chicken. Really big chicken. Being a witness is sharing with others the Lord Jesus Christ, even if it means you have to die. And if he is worth dying for, then others might look at your example and see that he is worth living for. Those who gave their lives even unto death did not waste their lives. Does anyone believe that today? He is worth living for. He's the only one that's worth living for. The faithful witness that we have as an example gave his life. That's Jesus Christ. In Revelation 1.5, it says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. He was faithful. Everything he did. Everything he said. We have scripture that says, these aren't my words. The, the actions, the things that you see me do, they're, they're not mine. Everything he did, everything he said, was the Father. So what a faithful witness everywhere he went. I mean, he didn't make a wrong turn. Oh, I, I didn't plan on being here. Nothing was by accident. Every, 
He went out of the way a little bit to see that woman at the well. The Jews never went that direction. But Jesus purposefully went there. there it was not a mistake. He is that faithful witness. And there's not a greater example than him. He fully demonstrates God to us. He reveals God perfectly. And there's no other way to know God than through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You can't get to God any other way than by Jesus Christ. And I was sitting in a Bible study with Jehovah's Witnesses a number of years ago. And I said, we're supposed to be witnesses unto Jesus Christ because of Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You call yourself Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they said, that's right, we agree, yeah. We're supposed to be witnesses. I said, he's the one who reveals the Father. You can't even get to the Father except through Jesus Christ. They said, yeah, that's true. I said, then shouldn't you be Jesus' witnesses? And I could tell the younger lady wasn't really that happy. But the older lady was trying to calm her down. <laughs> She's like, yes, that, yeah, that does say that in the script. Well, yes. And so we are to be his witnesses. Jeremiah 31 talks about something. Our message that we have to the world is one. It's G who Jesus is. We are his witnesses. We are declaring who he is. In our personal, private lives, we are seeking to know him. We are seeking to have a relationship with him. And as he reveals himself to us, and as we see him in our everyday lives, he's guiding our steps and, and leading us to people and whatever it might be, we are becoming the light of the world. And he is making a change in our lives. We're beginning to reflect him just like the, the moon reflects the sun, right? The sun and the moon and the stars were given for signs, for seasons, for days and years, it says in the book of Genesis. But this is the covenant, Jeremiah 31, 33 says, that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and I will, and will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall teach no more. Listen, they're going to no more teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord. Why? For they shall all know me. This gives us a hint at what we're supposed to be teaching until we get to the place where they all know him. So our thing that we are supposed to do is you got to know him. That's our primary message. You must know him. Children, uh, young people, you should be praying this prayer every day. Lord, that I may know you. That I may know you. And so it says, They shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Hebrews chapter 8 quotes from this passage in verse 10. It says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least 
to the greatest. So you know that you've got to have faith to be saved, right? Does everyone know that? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But it's by grace that you're saved through faith, right? Do, you get, do we have scripture for that? Ephesians 2.8, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So grace through faith. So we don't work our way to salvation because it goes on to say in Ephesians 2.9, not of works lest any man should boast. You know, we didn't work our way to salvation. But now that we've got faith, right? For by faith are we saved. For grace are you saved through faith. Because of faith, we do some works. Because faith produces works. True, genuine faith will produce works. Faith without works is dead, being alone. And so faith is your personal, intimate knowledge of the person, identity, and plan of God that enables you to discern what he intends to do so you can act in harmony with him. Your personal, intimate knowledge of the person, identity, and plan of God. And so if anybody has a chance of being saved, I've got to help them to know who he is. Because if they have faith, and it's true, and it's genuine, then there's going to be works that's added to that faith. Right? Faith active. Right? So beside this, given all just add to your faith and those seven things that are added. And so we must tell people, that's our message, who Jesus is. I can tell you who he's not. And this, a lot of people think they know who Jesus is. But that Jehovah's Witness has a different definition of Jesus than the Bible does. That Mormon has a different idea of who Jesus is than what the Bible teaches. That Catholic has a different idea of who Jesus is than what the Bible says. He never defines himself as a second person. He's always first. He's the first and the last. He's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the ending. And so we must let them know who Jesus is and how important it is for them to know him and that they can know him. That's our message. And we are witnesses unto him. So when I go and I talk to people about the Lord Jesus and I've debated with some people here recently and they're saying, well, Where's Jesus? I'm like, in him we live and move and have our being. The fact that you're breathing. He gives you all your talents, all your ability. The Bible says he gives us the power to get wealth. And you think that you have that nice, high-paying job on your own. He's the one who gives the power to get wealth. I said, you cannot, uh, he's everywhere. If he was not in your life, you, you would, we would all die immediately. We couldn't survive. And so I'm going through, well, I know, yeah, but I'm talking about, you know what I mean, the big miracles. 
I go, you see miracles every single day but you're blinded to them. You're not seeing them. And I just have argued, just gone up and down. And I said, here's the miracles I see in your life. And I started going through the miracles. Well, yes, yeah, well. Well, no, I did that on my own. I go, oh, watch what you're saying. <laughs> watch what you're saying. So we are to be witnesses unto the Lord Jesus Christ. I give credit to the Lord for blessing me. I give the credit to the Lord for all his blessings. And he has done great things in my life. We, we, didn't we sing about it today? Bless the Lord, O my soul, for he hath done great things. He's done great things. And he, that person that's driving down the road, that person that lives down the street, they're thinking, you just got to work real hard and here's all these 21 ways to be successful and they're doing all these things and they think they're doing it on their own strength and on their own power. But we can testify, I can testify that it's the Lord. Amen. So we're his witnesses. So I want to encourage you guys to pray this prayer every day that the Lord would guide you and lead you to that right person. Or maybe it's just to make a phone call to somebody in your oikos, somebody within your sphere of influence. And um, during this, these 40 days, and um, I've been praying that this during these 40 days and just to see where the Lord's gonna direct my steps and the people that he's gonna bring into my path. Because I'm interested and what his harvest is at this point. What his harvest is. So, amen. That's the message tonight. It's like 7.32. I went two minutes past what I wanted to go. There's more notes, but we can talk about those next week if we have, if we get into it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any questions? Comments? No questions, no comments. All right. All right, I'm going to have Brother Bloss pray in closing tonight. Amen. You guys are dismissed in Jesus' name.